Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Pick and Roll podcast. Today's a guy, we got another good week for you guys. This week is just like last week. The week before, we were watching full player breakdowns. You know, Kentucky's guards played well. I would definitely say, you know, not talking individually, but they have freshman guards. You know, had a really good game. I feel like they shot the ball really well from three. And I think they, were, they don't have their one kid, Aaron Bradshaw, yet that played didn't play in this game. So Hunter Dickinson had a really big game, you know, in the post, things of that nature. He, is, he was really dominant inside. And, yeah, Kansas has a really good lanky team. They always got a 6-6-4 guard guy. That's a swing. They always have guys like that. So it was a good college game. You know, K versus K, the Blue Buds. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and go to Kansas first. The first guy that would break down is El Marco Jackson. Uh, you know, he's he's a four- or five-star guy coming out of the ESPN Top 100 freshman. Me, personally, I after watching him one game, he doesn't really look like an NBA draft pick yet. He he didn't really flash enough scoring for the 6'3 height. It's not like he's a, oh, he has a good enough passer. Maybe he'll be a point guard one day. I didn't see that either. Um, you know what I mean? So right now, this game looks a little too raw scoring-wise to be in the NBA, but it was game one in a really early season, so we'll definitely be watching Kansas a little more than this, but yeah, El Marco Jackson had a pretty decent game, uh, but nothing too special. So did, what do you think about uh, El Marco? Go ahead and kick it to the next guy is Kevin McCuller, 6'6", two guard from Kansas. This guy definitely looks like a 3D wing. He has a nice wingspan. He looks like he can defend really well. Looks like a pretty sp- good spot of three-point shooter and can come off all ball screens and get to the rim and finish. He definitely looks like they've had multiple 3D guys come out of this Kansas group for the last few years, and he seems like the next kind of guy. So I have him as a mid to late second right now. So the next man up is uh, Hunter Dickinson, who's used to play for Michigan, got transferred over to Kansas. He's a senior. He's a seven-footer. Um, you know, he's always been a pretty good post player. He's always been a pretty decent passer. He's just so slow and defensively doesn't defend the rim very well. That really is going to put defensive weaknesses is why he's never been super high on draft boards because defensively and how slow he is, he just doesn't seem like somebody that could be super switchable um, and guarding guards really well in the pick and roll and things of that nature. So, you know, I I think still late second, he has the potential to be a backup center in the NBA, but it's going to be a tough road because he just doesn't defend the rim extremely well and he doesn't, you know, obviously can't switch and be super versatile. So that's my take on Hunter Dickinson. Alrighty. Next man up is Kentucky. Kentucky has a lot of people to talk about. The first man up is uh, Justin Edwards. This guy was supposed to be a top 10 pick heading into this year. Um, he had a really bad shooting night. I mean, it, it, he looked super conservative in the way that he was playing last night, playing against Kansas. Um, he's six seven forward. He's very strong. You know what I mean? He's 
he's more of a better vertical athlete than he is quick. He doesn't really have super quick twitch uh, muscle fibers. He doesn't really move super quickly like that. I'm honestly amazed that even though the shot creation was off, his shot was off, man should have got to the rim more. The man should have drove into the rim more with his 6'7 body like that. It seemed like the game, the scheme of the game was attack the rim, right? But he didn't do it at all. And I'm just like, okay, if your shot's not there, why are you not using your 6'7 strong body to go get to the rim and go get some free throws up? You know what I mean? Um, it looked like him missing a few shots really uh, made him play like a worse player than what he would usually play. And defensively, he just looked very poor. He looked had a very unassertive game. It was really bad. It was really bad to watch. I have him so far as an early second. I'm sure this will get better. But, you know, game one was rough for Justin Edwards. Next man up is Dewan Wagner, a top five ESPN top 100 recruit, um, 6'2 point guard. He is definitely fast enough to beat his defender off the dribble. I mean, you definitely saw his quickness. It is fast. and He looks like a pretty good defender as well. Looks like a pretty solid passer. Um, the thing that I'm really worried about is his shot looks a little more raw than I think than advertised so far. I think especially the three-point line could be a real question mark for him. Um, so right now, me viewing him as somebody that probably can't shoot it well from three of him great as an early second project point guard right now at this moment of time so the next man up then is going to be reed shepherd reed shepherd looked like a pretty solid player to the, this game but you know six two two guard point guard um he looks like a pretty good solid three-point shooter but he looks just a little too slow for the nba right now he looks like he can shoot the three but he just doesn't really look like anything outside of shooting that three ball just doesn't really look like anything to you know anything of note Okay, so I'll go ahead and go over the next guy then. Uh, next minute up is Rob Dillingham. Okay, now that was a really interesting player. Um, you know, Rob Dillingham had a had a really good game for Kentucky. He shot really well. He was really in flow with his three-point shot creation and the deep three-point shot creation he had, um, you know, his ability to get to the rim. I definitely feel like he was faster and quicker than advertised in what you know he looked like in high school it was really impressive um and also the passing because you know let's not beat around the bush here six foot is small it is <laughs> really small but his passing flashes was really impressive and that passing will allow him to rise up in these drafts and i definitely feel like He's proven a lot in, you know, the ability to shot create from three, the ability to shot create in the mid-range. The stuff he did was pro-level stuff. So if he can keep on doing what he was doing in that game consistently, then we're going to be seeing an impressive guy that's going to fly up draft boards. So it's going to be really interesting to watch and to, you know, try to gauge. And, you know, next man up on this list is going to be um, it looks like that's all because Aaron Bradshaw didn't play. Zeramir Eva Six did not play as well. So the next game up would be Marquette versus Illinois. Marquette had Tyler Kokak, who we scouted before. You know, Kokak is definitely somebody that is just such an odd game. It's kind of one of one. Um, you know, he definitely can pass the lights out of the basketball. 
He's definitely somebody that's looks like a really solid three point shooter. He looks like a pretty solid defender. Six three is a pretty good height for that point guard position. So you know when we think about Tyler Kokek, I you know I definitely feel like he is showing that he could be a second round draft pick and is a guy that could possibly be a backup point guard in the NBA. You know, Tyler Kokak's a really interesting player. All right, we're going to go ahead and kick it to the next guy. The next man up on the list is Oso Ogadabaro. Tough last name <laughs> from Marquette. 6'9". Dude's built like a brick wall. You know what I mean? This guy's got a lot of strength, a lot of build. Um, he's a really good lob threat. He's a really good post player. You know what I mean? Defensively, he's so gifted because he's just so gosh darn strong. And, you know, if you saw this guy in a jersey, you'd say, uh, top 14 pick, please, because who's gifted just in strength-wise? Um, sadly, he can't shoot a three, and power fours that are 6-9 don't really exist in the NBA not shooting threes. They just – you just think of any team. I mean, Cleveland Cavaliers, George Niang can shoot, right? Like, it's just that role of a – power forward non-shooting guy does not exist it just doesn't exist in the backup most teams have you know trey murphy's of the world and the jared mccain's of the worlds and the you know those type of guys that are backup forwards that are their backup power forwards right so you know sadly his skill doesn't match up so i have him graded as a late second as a developmental guy maybe he'll develop a three and then you know be worth that draft pick but i definitely feel like he's kind of held back from what he could be because he's just such a great defender so all right so the next man up in that game is terrence shannon who is somebody that i'm so excited to talk about you want to talk about impressive i mean i i've scouted this guy for a minute i definitely enjoy watching him play Terrence Shannon is such a good athlete, 6'5", 6'6". He's a junior. He's a very, very good defender. Man, can he defend on ball really well. It'd be like shot block at the rim and things of that nature. He has deep three-point shot creation. He can get to that rim and finish. I mean, that guy, when he goes downhill with his athletic gifts, there's nothing anybody can do about it. And he has some mid-range shot creation. He's always been a really good passer. Last year, he was a very good passer at the two-guard position. I scouted him last year as well from Illinois. And he's just such a high-tier pick-and-roll talent. I, You know, the eye test of Terrence Shannon is special. And I have him graded from a 12 to 14 pick in the draft. I mean, that's, that's a really high grade. But when you're a high-volume level two guard pick and roll shot creator like this that can do it all deep three shot creation gets to the rim elitely then you know i the eye test is nice the eye test is nice for terrence shannon it's been nice for a minute now uh next man up is coleman hawkins he's also plays for illinois 610 number 33 interesting guy super thin i mean the dude looks like he's built like a paper towel like it's just you're so dead. Uh, you know what I mean? And this guy is, uh, he looks like a solid three-point three shooter. He, he's a pretty underwhelming defender because, again, so thin. He get pushed around super easily. He's not going to defend the rim as well as a 6'10 player in theory should because he's so thin. You know what I mean? And he shows some passing ability. You know, so I have him graded as like a late second. You know what I mean? But I, he's a project for sure. He could be a role player, but it's going to be a tough road. All right. Next game up is Creighton versus Iowa. 
Creighton has Trey Alexander, who is flying up draft boards. Some people have him in the lottery. Um, Trey Alexander is a 6'3 guard from Creighton. He has about a 6'9", 6'10", wingspan. Dude's got long arms, extension cords for arms. I definitely say the best thing about him is his ability to be driving to the rim and hit that Euro step and get to the rim and finish. He definitely has a really good feel for finishing at the rim, and he's very elite at it. You know, he's an above-average passer for a two-guard. Um, he's a pretty okay defender, nothing overly special. Not overly gifted athletically anyway, but not anything overly poor. He's just very average. Looks like a decent three-point shooter. You know, nothing crazy shot creation-wise other than a few turnaround mid-range shots. Me personally, I feel like he reminds me so much of Taylor Horton Tucker from the uh, Utah Jazz. Around the same height, ridiculously long wingspan, can really finish and get to the rim. You know what I mean? Has some odd moves, some turnarounds. It's an odd game, but he's a pretty solid backup two-guard in the NBA. And I feel like Trey Alexander could be a pretty solid backup two-guard in the NBA and be a really one of the sixth, seventh, eighth guys off the bench for a while, just like Taylor Horton Tucker can. So I have a 22 through 26 grade on him. And I definitely feel like, you know, this tough thing is he just doesn't have much of a ceiling. There's just not much of a ceiling there. So there's, you know, the floor is high, and but the floor is that sixth, the seventh, eighth, Guy off the bench. Next man up is Ryan Kalkbrenner, playing for Creighton. 7-1, number 11. He is a very good defender at the rim. I definitely feel like he's one of those guys that doesn't chase the blocking stats, so could be a better defender than what you may realize unless you watch him closely. He's very good at the fundamentals of putting both hands up when he's being drive driven against so he doesn't draw fouls. But he still contests extremely well. And you know what I mean? I definitely think he's somebody that can be a drop coverage center in the NBA. When I think about backup centers, I think about names like a Robin Lopez, for example. I could definitely see Colt Brenner being a better center than Robin Lopez. I could definitely see him being that kind of guy off the bench that has a solid career as a bench center. So, you know, right now I have an early second-round grade on him. He definitely seems like a, he just has a nice, natural feel for defending that rim. It's really interesting. Uh, but he's very good at it. Very good at it. All right. Next man up, next game up, the last game to talk about, is the Duke Blue Devils versus Michigan State. Really big game. Uh, the first man up is Jared McCain, 6'3", two-guard from Duke. He was a really highly... Um, touted guy coming out of ESPN Top 100. Well, when you think about him, I was a little disappointed with the lack of three-point shot creation because that's kind of what he was billed to be. Um, you just didn't really see it much other than a standstill three here and there, maybe trying to get to the rim here and there. But where he, it looks like whatever he was getting, trying to get to the rim, it was like he was feeling that length because he's a small two-guard, 6'3", small. You know what I mean? So... Right now, I don't have him as a draftable pick at this moment in time. I'm not really seeing NBA talent yet. It was early in the season, but you know what I mean? Hopefully, we get to see more. Next man up is Tyrese Proctor, 6'5", point guard from Duke. This guy is a very, very good athlete. This man can get to the rim. Um, I wish that he would attack the rim more, though. 
Like, he's so athletic and 6'5 and long, and you would think in theory that this guy could get to the rim and always live at the rim and finishing at the rim at an elite level, but, you know, Proctor doesn't do that as much as you'd want him to. Um, you know, he has a good feel for passing the basketball. He's a very good defender. I mean, man can defend. It was impressive watching him. Uh, his shot creation looks very raw. Right now, I, I have him as a 14-18s pick. I understand the upside. The upside's real. You can't coach 6'5 athlete like this at point guard. So Tyrese Proctor's in that range, 14-18. So the next man up to talk about is Sean Stewart. Um, he's 6'9 from Duke, number 13. He didn't play like at all. So <laughs> DNP, can't really talk about him. All right, let's move on to the next guy. Next man up is Mark Mitchell. He's also 6'9 from Duke, number 25. He really, you know, in the game, he attacked the rim really well, showed his handle and being able to get to that rim. Um, you know what I mean? He shows that he might be able to shoot the three decently well, but it looks a little raw. So I'm kind of curious at how, at the end of the season, how his three-point shot is going to be. You know, he's an okay defender right now. He's a backup power forward in I, you know, the NBA sense that I've been great as an early second, but, you know, the three-point shot is going to decide where he's going to be. Um, all right, the next man up on the list is a very unique prospect, Kyle Filipowski, seven-footer, um, also on Duke. Um, you know, I was impressed because I scouted him last year and the passing, where in the world did this passing come from? The man can pass. He's hitting corner shooters and people while they're cutting and passing the open people and he's getting doubled. He's making a good pass out of them. I'm like, when the world did this passing skill come from? His post footwork is the real deal. His, his post for footwork was the real deal last year, but it's even more elite now. I mean, I'm going to, I think it's the best post footwork I've seen since Alperg and Sangoon came out that I scouted. You know what I mean? That That's, that's nothing but a compliment. His ability to handle and get to the rim. Never seen that before coming from Phil Kyle Filipowski either. Um, he has, he's showing a good face up game as well. He looks like a good three point shooter. Now, he looked like a good three point shooter last year, but he shot 28% from the three point line. So, you know, it, this is all dependent on his ability to shoot the three. Um, he looks like a passable defender at the center position. Again, he's seven foot. You know what I mean? He's right now the passing plus a three point shot is really intriguing with the post play. So right now I have him as the a better passing version of Alprin Sangoon mixed with Zach Collins' body frame and three-point shot, which is an extremely unique prospect. But you know, you know, that playmaking center has extreme value in the NBA. Obviously, everybody's gonna say Nikola Jokic, but there's Sabonis, there's Sangoon, there's Bam. Right, there's a real want, you know, even though Draymond Green's not a center, that playmaking big has a real role in the NBA. There's real value there. And his uniqueness, if he can keep on passing like this, is gonna be really interesting. So right now I have him twelve to fourteen draft pick. You know what I mean? And I'm amazed because I thought I would hate him because last year I didn't have him even in the first round. So you know, he's he's grown his game. You know, congratulations to being a worker because he didn't pass like this at all. At all. <laughs> so it's interesting how he grew like this, but Kyle Filipowski's interesting. Alrighty. 
I'm going to go ahead and kick out to the next guy. The next guy up is uh, Jeremy Roach from Duke. If this guy is 6'2". I sadly don't think he's an NBA-level talent due to athletic restrictions. So um, he just doesn't make the grade, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The Michigan State team has a point guard. Their starting point guard, A.J. Hogger, 6'4". It's a really good, good size for the point guard position. It's tall. Average athlete, dude's one heck of a passer. I mean, he controls the game flow. It was really impressive watching him pay, make good passes, can make passes to open players, make pa- the right passes. It was really, really impressive. He can really get to the rim and finish. Has a nice mid-range shot. Looks like a decent three-point shooter. Looks like a pretty good defender. He doesn't really have that high of a ceiling, but a backup point guard, I could definitely see. Um, so I have him great as an early second. I feel like him and Kokek are like very similar in tier of the way I view him. Them. All right. Next man up is Cohen Carr. Um, you know, he's a highly touted freshman. Me personally, he's a special athlete, six seven, but he doesn't have any draftable skill other than being an athlete. So. I don't view him as a draft pick at all right now. So next man up is another highly touted ESPN recruit, Xavier Booker, um, 6'10". Me personally, I think he looks way too thin and raw right now to be draftable. Um, so I don't really have anything other crazy other than that to say. Yeah, and I think about the same exact thing with Jeremy Fierce. You know what I mean? The same really raw, doesn't really seem like he's ready for the NBA level or even being a great college player yet. So I, I think it's the exact thing about Jeremy Fierce. Yeah, so it will be just me from here on out. So I'll be still doing the same stuff we've been doing lately, which is NBA draft player breakdowns. I'll be doing this for until I kick it in the grave. So 20 years, I don't know. <laughs> I'll be doing this. I, you know, I love doing this. So, you know, we'll be, I'll be doing this in some point in time. Once I get enough players on the big board, on my personal big board, making an NBA, I'll be making an NBA draft website where I do big boards and mock drafts. So that's going to eventually come down the line. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to continue to give you guys that live breakdown content. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.